As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live, small group, cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training, kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway, in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. It's five o'clock in the morning in Cranbrook, British Columbia. And Lee Tangum is one of the first people out on the streets. Cranbrook is a sleepy town tucked between the Purcell Mountains and the Rockies. The major industries here, mining and forestry. Far cry from the bustling streets of San Francisco or New York. The main drag is no more than a couple blocks long, and it's filled with corporate banks and fast food chains, all the essentials of a small town, and not really much more. Each morning, he drives peacefully through the town as the sun rises, catching up on the morning news, planning his workday out in his head. Lee nearly religiously works from 5.30 until 10 a.m., stretching his days until 11 or 12 when absolutely needed, but never into the afternoon. The afternoons are his time. Well, it's all really his time. Lee, with two successful exits under his belt, he lives by a philosophy. I'm not a person who likes having a job. To me, a job is 
somebody saying, this is the most amount of money you're allowed to make in a month. And that's not fun for me. I want to make, I want to make as much money in a month as I can. And to be fair, it was a hard earned philosophy, one that we're going to be exploring a bit more today. Welcome to rocketship.fm. In season four of Rocketship, we are diving into everything product and growth. Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective, where your hosts, Michael Saka and Mike Belsito. So as we follow Lee on his morning commute through the sleeping city of Cranbrook, he stops at McDonald's for coffee. Can I get an extra large black coffee and a fruit and fiber muffin, please? And then heads to the co-working space he started a couple of years ago in downtown Cranbrook, where it'll be hours before anyone else even shows up. One thing to understand about Lee is he's a developer first, entrepreneur second, salesman third. He grew up selling cars and then computers, grinding through sales day after day. So it's not foreign to him. He's just not comfortable with it. The way Lee solves problems is through code, and it's cathartic for him. I just put my head down and wrote code because that's my therapy. <laughs> but I've been thinking more and more about this problem, which is I'm engineering solutions to problems that only exist for me and I don't know if they're a problem that exists for other people and that has been a habit that I've had a real tough time kicking. He knows that he should be validating his ideas before building it but he chooses to build it first every time and his latest project is no different but before we get to his latest project I want to revisit his philosophy the necessity to own his own time. I feel like this reveals a lot about who he is. Well, there was a moment for Lee when it hit him, right? He's on vacation with his family. I was sitting on the beach, staring, staring out at the ocean with my laptop. And all I was thinking about was, I really wish there would be some clouds so I could work. And it was like the most perfect place to be. And all I wanted was clouds so I could work. And that's when I realized that I was far more burnt out than I thought. This was his previous company, Pancake, which was growing and generating good revenue, but he was stuck putting in time every day that didn't feel like he was freeing himself. He felt like the app owned his time instead. I didn't, I didn't like it anymore, and I needed to do away with that part of my day because it was really keeping me from doing what I really wanted to spend my time on. I was capped with the amount of time that I was putting into the other aspect of the app, and the amount of time that I wanted to devote towards my family. And I couldn't have any more time because I needed to put this effort into the app and into marketing. So I, I had I'd reached equilibrium, if you will, of work and family life, but neither of them were at a happy ratio. I didn't, I didn't like either of them. Coming up after the break, we find out how Lee solved this problem, how he broke through, and what happened next. Now, back to the show. So, he did what entrepreneurs do, and he sold Pancake. It's like you're selling the golden goose because it has an attitude problem. In hindsight, I could have just paid somebody to look after the golden goose during the day. But I had two people working on it, and that brought its own headaches. I, I didn't want the goose anymore. I wanted a cow or a pig or something else different. <laughs> right. <laughs> Gooses are assholes. He now, he does a mix of consulting, building his own apps, 
And this brings us to the present day. I get to spend my time the way I want to spend my time. And if I can recoup costs for that down the road, that's fantastic. If I can't, it's really no different than if I had bought a sports car and I spent my day at the racetrack trying to figure out what part I could break next. I, I get to identify problems and try to solve them in a way that I think has a real impact. If I get to be successful from that, that just means that I have a little bit more runway for finding another problem and another pain. When we join Lee, he's looking to build an app that helps small businesses generate more leads through social and email outreach. It's a bit of a vague idea, but he has enough of a vision for it that he can start building. We're building a tool to help small businesses curate content to build better newsletters, better blog posts, better articles, all those fun things that businesses know they need to be doing, but they just can't be bothered to do it themselves, as well as providing a service to help do it for them if they just truly can't bring themselves to do it. He's been inspired by some of the local clients he helps each month through his consulting company, 7AM. These clients, if they could just increase their lead list even the slightest bit, they'd see a huge difference in their revenue and thus their quality of life. We're talking about one-man sports shop owners, small town builders. I can actually see results for them that change their lives. And it's, it's incredibly fun for me when you can identify a pain that a business has that is keeping them from doing something that they truly want to do. And you can solve that pain for them and you can immediately see those results. And these are people like Dale, a longtime customer of Lee's who never seems to convert enough leads. So he's a a business that, though he operates locally, he's one of the only providers for something that's what I would consider a somewhat luxury good. And they're sold to people from outside the area who have vacation properties in our region. So for him, he's not like other local businesses in which he never meets his customer until he's delivering his product. And he never deals with local people. He's dealing with people from outside the area. So for him, marketing is really important problem that we have is that it's really hard to get him to follow up on any lead we sent his way. He lives in a, a very tiny rural community and he's got his, his manufacturing facility and they have dial up internet still. Dale sounds like a character. An endearing one though. Honestly, Lee likes Dale a lot. Dale is one of these people that Lee really wants to help, but Dale just isn't always interested in being helped. So Lee is hoping to build a product to help people like Dale. But after hearing about Dale, I can't see Dale spending much time online looking for a solution like this. Me either. But uh, I don't know, Lee's got a rough plan on how he's going to tackle this. Coming up, we're going to listen to Lee brainstorm through this marketing plan in one of his daily audio journals. Now, back to the show. And so we recorded an audio journal of Lee as he's trying to think through some of these marketing plans. Because honestly, this isn't an easy one. So now that I uh, I changed the form at the bottom to be the lead capture, we need to draft up some ideas for a lead magnet of sorts where trade an email for 
something. But I don't just want to do the boring PDF. Here's five things, blah, 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 blah. I think it would be more fun if we built a tool that did something, but I don't know what it should be. Like, they enter in there, maybe we give them an email address to subscribe to their newsletter, and once it's on their newsletter, we record every time they sent out a, a newsletter, and we grade that somehow, and over the course of 30 days, we give them a, a newsletter score, so it's almost like we're we're helping them to be better at what they do, plus we're getting a bit of insight into what they're actually doing. And that would be just as easy as when they enter in their email address and name, we then present them with a unique email address, letter coach email address or something, that they subscribe to their newsletter. And then every time a newsletter gets sent out, it would get piped through to our system where we would take and parse it and look for things that we think could help. Or maybe I'm just overthinking it. Maybe we should just do a a five-item checklist for ensuring that your newsletter is probably installed, configured, and capitalizing on conversions. Okay, so he has the basic idea here, but what are the steps to build it? Ah, the sweet sound of progress. So is he just going at this alone? Not not exactly. I mean, Lee runs the show. He, he has some help. He has a friend, Nathan, who's usually by his side helping out on marketing or customer service. He's going to hear this, isn't he? So Nathan does all of the tasks that I don't want to do. Nathan does content curation for anything that we're going to write articles on. He will build me lists. He'll, build, he'll do product research for me. I'll they get along, but they don't talk a whole lot. I imagine there might not be a large overlap between their schedules with Lee taking off by 10 a.m. most days. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, they do some of the usual office stuff. Spicy combo. Yeah. Let me do California roll spicy mayo. And, or do I just want a lunchbox? I always feel like I want a lunchbox, but then. So week one, what are Lee's goals for this project? I have an idea of what this market looks like. I have an idea of the types of businesses that could use it. What I don't know yet is if they will use it, how much they will pay for it, and what sorts of results we can expect to help those businesses achieve. All right. I can't say I really get it quite yet, but I am rooting for Lee. Well, coming up, spoiler alert, we might be using the P word soon as Lee's vision for this project comes into focus. Does that make it explicit? Unless our listeners are offended by sudden directional changes, I think we'll be okay. But <laughs> So coming up later on in the season, Lee and his wife have an insightful conversation at their daughter's soccer they game. They keep sending him emails and saying like, hey, you know, how are things going? How are these leads turning out? Like, And all the leads, because of the way the funnel works, they're all like, sending an essay basically of everything they need like measurements for their dock and everything they would need for Dale to be able to actually go and yeah 
quote on this. He doesn't get back to me. And then he's the one that always says, oh, you know, it's not doing much. And it's like, no, you're just ignoring the leads. So I've been trying to think of, like, trying to find a service in which I could funnel these leads through this service. Because right now I see them because they go through my inbox and then they get forwarded over. Now, I know that that is just a conversation with his wife at a soccer game, but that feels like a really, really important conversation. Absolutely. And you can feel kind of the energy coming out of Lee. Like he's being revived as he's starting to figure this problem out. All right. Well, I can't wait to hear what happens with Lee. But next week on Rocket Ship, we'll learn more about Krish of Chargebee and how he built his now 150 employee global subscription company from their humble beginnings in Chennai. Thanks so much for tuning into season five of Rocketship.fm. For the next couple of months, we're going to be taking you deep into these stories, and we're incredibly excited to do that for you. We're also proud to now be part of the Podglomerate Network. So if you'd like to check out more great Podglomerate shows, go to thepodglomerate.com. And man, there's a ton. So if you like what you hear, leave us a review. We always love it. And we'll see you back here next week.